Yeah, so I'm doing your first question. Yeah, I mentioned the lack of relevant organizational structure that drive uh, like the music industry and regulate it. I've also mentioned the lack, lack of music business expertise, I mean, knowledge and former enterprise. Um, and both of these actually lead to a situation where uh, we are detached from the global ecosystem um, and we cannot source funding because I've noticed a lot of artists in Zimbabwe think the only form they can get funding, the only form of funding they can get is grants from the government, which is supposed to be uh, something that, you know, even established artists shouldn't expect from the government because grants, yeah, although they are form of like funding for artists, they are usually focused on like independent and struggling developing artists. Uh, rather, artists and their teams should be treating their mu- music and their careers as a business. Yeah? And the best way to get funding is to get uh, investors to invest in the business. But how can one invest in a business which is not formal? One, two, doesn't have financial records, and three, cannot focus how much they're going to earn. You understand? In like, in like the next year or six or seven or maybe eight quarters so this is a situation where our industry remains in a stalemate and just informal um just to give you an example um there's an african dsp i think it's from uganda that was was ipo'd on the denmark on the denmark stock stock market and it managed to raise funding for six million. I was actually laughing. I was just actually laughing at some of. Uh, sorry, I'm cooking. So, I was actually laughing at the way it looks. You know, it, it looks like something that that is not worth six million. But they managed to get the funding because they understand the formal structures and how. So to move on to the next uh, question, I'm just going to give you a quick and short answers to this. Um, the next question was, what are the structural reforms that can be made uh, to implement growth or to facilitate growth? Mm, great. Mm. So, uh, like I mentioned that the music industry is divided into three main sectors, which, which are publishing, uh, sound recording and live. Um, these structures need to be divided. People um, need to understand the difference between how publishing works, how sound recording works, and how live music works. And to start with publishing, the structures that need to be set, um, they need to be um, regulatory structures. One, it should uh, an artist union that is independent of any any um, rights admin like Zemora and so forth. There should be an independent um, musician uh, association that deals with that that deals with other social uh, issues that affect musicians besides just money, but 
there's some economical issues that affect musicians as well. Um, for example, like the Grammy, the Grammy is actually um, the Grammys. Their awards are fundraising for like what the association does. The association actually funds the grassroots. It funds independent artists starting out and venues in the grassroots. So we need associations like those. Number two, we need an administration. I mean, associations that administrate um, the rights for music. So in Zimbabwe, I understand there's Zimora. Zimora operates as a PR or only caters for performance rights, um, performance rights in, in the rights bundle. But a song can have a bundle of up to seven rights or more. And most of those rights are not are not utilized, and people don't know how to license them. So, if we can set up a mechanical rights, uh, a me- mechanical rights admin, that would be a great structure to do with publishing. For example, if you go to South Africa, there's Copaso and Samro. Samro is a mechanical rights um, administrator. Then Copaso, just like Zimora, deals with performance rights. So it's very important to get have all the bundle of rights um, facilitated and um, okay. What else? What another another structural reform that is needed in publishing? Well, a network of publishing. Actually, publishing companies. I mean, startups. Uh, what they call like uh, the micro indies. We need micro publishers so that they start working on publishing. I've noticed a lot of artists just go out and sing Oliver Mtukudzi's uh, song um, or like remix it, use the same lyrics. If there was a, a vibrant publishing ecosystem in Zimbabwe, no one would allow for that to happen without clearance, without licensing those lyrics a lot of artists in this present day i think i can name about 100 songs that reference past works of um other songwriters and composers uh so there's great need for micro indies then there's need for uh major major publishing um major publish publishing uh, structures as well so that we can have one sony and universal touch base in Zimbabwe, so that the micro industries can upstream or partner can strengthen the relationship. As much as we want to say independence, this and that, that music is an oligopoly, and it's it's um yeah um it's controlled by only three major companies, and if you can't beat them, you join them. So that's what what is needed when it comes to publishing. Then, when it comes to sound recording, uh, formalization of record companies. Having a record studio is not having a record company. Because what a record company does, it accumulates IP in exchange of um, in, in, in exchange of incentives. It markets the record, the sound recording. It licenses the sound recording. Um, Zimbabwe's record companies in courts, those studios, are operating at 1% of what a record company should do. So we need to educate the people who, are, who have the ability to 
to create startups of all micro record record companies so that they can start um they, they can start operating like the record companies or like uh, record companies across the world um with distribution for example it should be a very easy you know an easy route in the value chain of getting your music out from like from production and publishing into distribution and getting it to people uh, without people tend to confuse aggregation and distribution distribution is facilitating uh, getting the music to the consumer or getting the music consumed so for example back in the day when we had physical copies distributions used to actually warehouse the physical records some actually used to reproduce the physical uh, records that's why in the bible price there's the rights of reproduction they used to reproduce the, the the physical and sell it to shops or war sellers so distribution now in the digital age i can give you some examples um they deal with playlists they make sure that this, the song is being consumed you understand aggregators get the music into stores but distributors are in charge of getting songs playlists on, on playlists a lot of distributors now work with promotion and, and, and playlists which is very very weird but that's the 21st century and the digital age of music we are streaming so so we need distributors that make sure that our music is heard instead not only in local markets but abroad as well so very important why why do we need to up our distribution game because dsps like major record companies dsps control control the market so if dsp start to favor to favor a location for example south africa you saw what what um the dsps are doing with south africa um they will invest in the market and they will advertise the market and market the music and it becomes mainstream so it's, it's it's quite important to to have the distribution sector set up quite well then the live music sector i think the live music in zimbabwe is quite simple but um, i think that's the only um industry that is quite uh you know that is functioning in in, in a capacity that is almost close to 50 percent but the problem is with um regulation um you know in a, in a normal life sector anywhere else in the world you have roles you have the venue you have the promoter you have the booking agent and those people are separate people you cannot play all those roles alone and their license is given to booking agents license is given to promoters license is given to venues and you cannot play three three in one so in zimbabwe the problem is regulation there should be some regulation on who gets licensed who's going to be the booking agent uh what what are the rates for example what are the rates and the, for, because people have to pay attention to like the minimum minimum wage rates which is very important in legal actually more so all of that all, all of those structural reforms that i just mentioned from the top of my head sorry 
I think my presentation is just all over the place, but I think you get the picture of what I'm trying to say. Um, all of those structural, structural reforms don't require too much funding. They just require education and organization. If the people with power manage to listen, the people with influence manage to listen, and the message is, is shared from the top to the grassroots, then we're able to come together and build something that is sustainable. Anyone can make money. People can make money as long as uh, everyone can make money as long as our music is, is is marketable outside our borders. Because what makes people want to to like to be selfish and narcissist and and avoid helping each other and coming together is the fact that they 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 fear they might lose competitive advantage because the our market is a niche. But if music is export exportable, then is <laughs> It's abundance. It's, there's abundance, and everyone can benefit. You know, so that's issue number two, I guess. Oh, sorry, my my audios are all over the place. I'm sorry, but um, yeah. So, who's Babs Weirasta? To be honest, I don't know who Babs Weirasta is. Um, how? Did you become a digital native? Oof. <laughs> well, um, I think just like anybody else, I I got into the digital world when when Facebook and like mobile internet was huge in them, and I was still in high school. That's around twenty, uh, like uh, two thousand and seven, two thousand. I mean, two thousand eight, two thousand nine. I guess. So. Yeah, and with the success of social media and and so forth, are uh, like we tend to spend a lot of time online. I got to understand digital marketing and you know to try and build businesses that are digitally, uh, di- that are digital. When I came together with my friends in 2015, 2016, and we created uh, the Power Tool. Um, company, which is now Power Africa, and it's doing something totally different. And uh, then we created a digital magazine. <laughs> and as, as, as teens, you know, we, uh, uh, no, as young adults, we, we, you know, that's how we started in this entrepreneurship game, you know, trying to get placements, um, uh, trying to get gigs and so forth, and trying to understand how best you can use the digital market tool. To its fullest potential and so forth. So that's how it started. Um, I've been a creative since I was young. I mean, I've been making music and writing music and performing music since I was I was nine. It has been um, a huge part of my life. So around twenty eighteen, when one artist approached me and asked me to be their management, I I took it up. But as I as as I as I took on the music business route, I understood a lot of uh, that there are a lot of solutions that needed to be created for a lot of problems that I was facing. So that's how I came up with Big Circle Music, and yeah, it's it's been evolved since then. And trying, we are trying to to be the leaders of the game and to be geniuses, you know, and to bring new ideas to the table and 
also find ways we can um, make use of the digital space in an African context where we don't have so many resources at our disposal, but you know what we have and what is competitive is our brain power. So that's how Big Circle Music came to be. To be. And what does social media play in my life? Social media is, is, is my, I call it my landing page or my touch point with, uh, with industry people. Social media is my touch point with the consumers of the products that we, that we create. Social media is, I think social media is the landing page for our business, the, the doorstep where they get, um, what they see, the face of the business, or what they see, or how we communicate with people. It's a touch point, I guess, in one word. Um, how many followers do you have online? So, hmm. it's quite interesting, it's um, not because I, I can't really tell the numbers, but on, on my personal page, I think I have about 2,600 2, 2, or something followers. It's almost the same as the ones on Twitter, like, I mean, on my Instagram page and on Radio Ready Playlists, I think we have about 191 followers. And on the Big Circle page, I think we have, I don't know, 1,000 or something, 1,800 or 2,000, I'm not very sure. Um, on Big Circle PR, I think we have 500 or something. That's just on Instagram. Then. I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of Facebook because I don't really market stuff on Facebook, right? Don't, we don't have an engaged audience on Facebook, but we use Facebook for for analytics and, you know, as a huge control panel and, creator, and we use the Creator Studio for, for Instagram, but not really on, on Facebook, so I can't really tell. Um, yeah, the VSOGO Twitter I think has about 300 and something, I mean, maybe close to 400, I'm not sure. But I don't, I don't know, like I told you, we treat social media as our touch point actually. So um, much, of the, much of our following and what, I, what we pay attention to is our mailing list because social media can come and go, but emails are forever. So um, I think we have a, a, a mailing list of about 700 active, active readers. So which is quite commendable because we managed to build it in, in the space of one year. So we have 700 you know, um, subscribers on our mailing list. And, uh, yeah, I guess that's it. Hey, uh, you, you recently you have started a YouTube channel. Yeah, I started a, uh, a YouTube channel uh, because as, as big circle music, you know, we believe in, we believe our business is, is in two things. Um, the first vehicle is promotion and the next, uh, the second vehicle is education. So our YouTube channel is for educational purposes and, and promotional purposes. Educational as in the videos that we post are usually from um, the Zooming sessions that we have or some some of the conferences that we attend, you know, helpful information that if artists really watch, they might get one or two things that, that they didn't know and implement in their careers. And the promotional, uh, we use YouTube for promotional purposes as in a playlist 
we have radio ready playlists on youtube as well for music videos so that's what we use our youtube channel for uh what stories should we be looking for uh well when it comes to to, to big soccer music this do you mean the stories that you should be looking for as the media or the stories that uh, you should expect from us? Because I think as the media, the stories that you, you guys have been, have, have been doing, like we're trying to research the music industry and stuff like that, it's great. It's great because that's useful. There's value in those stories rather than just, you know, banter and gossip. So... If you keep on uh, offering value in your stories, then that's awesome. How do you handle social media backlash? Uh, trust me, I'm, I'm militant in my style. Sometimes um, I get on Twitter and like I go, and back, I go back and forth with people, but it's usually a debate on something that is, that is music related, you know, maybe like, I don't know. I, I don't usually get into like, um, into back and forth over things that, that are vain. So it's usually a point of view when it comes to a social standing or maybe a business standing or something like that. And I usually have back and forth. And sometimes I know my weaknesses are militant and sometimes I just forget the purpose of, of debate. And, and I, I, I tend to like uh, take it far. But yeah, over the, over, over the years I've managed to to learn how to, uh, you know, to uh, agree to disagree. I've never had backlash like that before. I ignore stuff. So I think ignoring is the best way to do it. People tend to forget things too fast. So if you just keep quiet, people will forget. Has social media increased peer pressure and depression in the young generation? Of course, social media is, <sighs> Social media is just not increased peer pressure, it's not driving, driving the culture. Um, Bingarism, you understand? Bingarism, unless Bingarism starts bearing fruits and the Bingar starts uh, teaching the kids how to make money and to become Bingas too. Bingarism uh, remains vanity and, and peer pressure. So, and it causes a lot of depression in the young. One way or another, directly or indirectly. So yeah, definitely. Social media is driving the culture, so we need to be really careful about how we we deal with it. Uh, your your favorite social media platform? Oh, to be honest, I think my favorite social media platform now is Twitter. Uh, before it was Instagram, but um, I feel like Twitter Twitter has helped me. In, network with a lot of people in, in the music industry who are middle management of major companies and you know major ventures other um you know great independent artists as well um that we have worked with and did a lot of like you know great projects with so twitter is my favorite social media platform and i i, I encourage every every artist and creative to have a twitter account because People on Twitter are willing to to hear what what you want to say rather than rather than look at you and judge you from just how you look. You know, so Twitter is my favorite social media platform at the moment.
Any parting shots from me? Yeah, my parting shots remain <laughs> um, something that I believe in. I believe that um, we grow up, we grow up in a community. You know, uh, we grow up and develop in a community, and wherever we are, we should we should plow back into the community. So, if an if if an artist makes it, they should remember uh, to pull one or two from the community to also like you know to help people to help people and not just help you like consumers of the music but rather help the industry so invest if you make it open avenues open studios open venues for watching um all of them took us did it quite well um create opportunities for other artists be like nicolas Zakaria, and the rest uh because it's abundance and your legacy is is solidified if if you help people so yeah plowing back is very important plowing back and i hope the artists that are popping right now you know use their influence to build a sustainable system you know because it's very important if jay-z didn't uh if Jay-Z didn't, didn't care about plowing back, he wouldn't have brought Tidal to the, to the space, you understand? Michael Jackson brought ATV, which was half of Sony ATV. So like, artists should keep that in mind and not just, you know, use their popularity and influence for vanity. And also, also I encourage people to huddle together in the industry, you know, get to talk to each other, know what's up and exchange exchange information and learn 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 there's great potential in the music in Zimbabwean music industry and one thing that gives us competitive ad advantage is the fact that nobody knows the potential that we have so yeah that's that's something there that's something there when people don't know about anything mysterious and you never know until you find out so uh i don't know it's oh, i'm all over the place but yeah i hope you get something from this brother i'm sorry i'm sorry today is that day and i need to jump uh, jump out my one okay All right, so how important is audio matters in Open Act compared to Apple Music and Spotify? All right, great. So I've, I've been I've been closely following audio Mark for the past two years. Two years ago, I was strongly against people putting out their music on audio and SoundCloud because they hadn't, um, they they hadn't um, structured their DSP in a way that is beneficial to the artist. They were like what we call common common creative. They use the common creative uh, way of licensing where anyone can just put music out there and stream it for free and you don't generate any type of royalties and so forth because it's under CC. But um, now they've managed to do everything that um, that attracts artists and labels and people who, uh, and businesses in music to invest in audio market. Like just to give you the 
a recent a, a recent win. Um, Billboard now recognizes the streams on uh, recognizes the streams on audio Mac. What does this mean? This means that validation, the validation is great. You understand? Validation for artists, it's, you know, success on audio Mac can mean can can mean success on the global stuff and this validation right there then um what else they've managed to to deal with to do away with the cc so now they are they they are they are licensing they are licensing the mechanical rights for example they are licensing the performance rights just like any other dsp is doing so they, you can monetize your works on audio mark now which is great so audio mark is now competitive and i encourage african artists to uh, to engage audio mark um i've been in touch with some people from audio mark um and i, I i've heard them talk um i've exchanged some tweets with them here and there and one of them was notable is Z, who are, who's actually co-founder. And he has shown so much great interest in, in the African scale. So Audiomark is one of the DSPs that's really investing in Africa. And if you notice, most of the stars that are on his homepage are African. Davido has, I think, that one of the largest numbers of streams on, on Audiomark. So, and Z is passionate about like, about, Af uh, about the African market. So, audio mark and something that is, that, that hasn't been touched Zimbabwe yet, but uh, I'm actually working on it with Big Soccer Music is um, Boom Bars. Uh, I mean, Boom Play. I don't know if you heard about it, Boom Bars and Boom Play. Um, it's, it's Chinese, but, it's a huge, it's a huge, uh, it's a huge DSP in, in West Africa, for example, right? It's promising, it's really promising, but it's hard to get your music there without an aggregate, so something that Big Soko is, is going to facilitate very soon. So, um, yeah, Audio Mark is great for African artists, and I would encourage every Zimbabwean artist uh, to put their music out on, on audio mark too. Why? Because it's audio market company has a policy for Africa, and it's, which is great. 